I'm trying something new that I'm so, so, so excited about. And I was wondering if it might be for you. Um, I've had lots of people ask me if I ever do coaching or uh, work with people one-on-one. And I am so excited to let you know that I'm going to start doing that. So it's pretty simple. All you have to do is click the link and book a call with me. And just we talk for like 20 minutes and see what's going on in your life. And if it's the right fit for you and for me, then we go for it. And it's a three-month container. And basically, it's for three months, we talk once a week about whatever's going on in your life. And if you enjoy the podcast and you enjoy the stuff I talk about, that's what we talk about. And anything you need help with. And I also have Voxer access, which is this really cool way just to kind of walkie-talkie each other back and forth all the time. So if you're interested in something like this, just click the link below and book a little call with me and we'll just see what kind of magic we can come up with. I would love to have you and um, see what we can do, how we can ace your life. Thanks. This is an episode that I recorded when I was feeling really high vibe and just, it just kind of flowed out of me, which is the way I want this whole podcast to feel for y'all. And I realized that the summer's coming up and I'm about to drop my, well, I'm about to graduate one kid. I've got all the kids home at least for another month or two, and then I'm taking another one off to college. So all that to say that I'm going to take a little break from the podcast, not forever, but for a couple of months, um, just to kind of really enjoy my family as much as I'm obsessed with making this content for y'all and sending it out into the world. I also realized that it takes a lot of time away from the ones that I love and my health has been really poor the last four months, which is unheard of for me because I have never been sick in my life. And then all of a sudden I've been sick a million times. So I just realized it's time for me to take a little break and just, um, focus on my family and all my other jobs. And then in a few months when the summer's over and everything goes back to normal, whatever that means, when there's only three of us in the house instead of five, um, I'm going to pick this back up and bring you all the fun content that, that I've been doing and with interviews with fun people. And I'm really excited for the future of the podcast. But at the current time, I'm a week away from graduating my son and then a month away from him going off to college. So I really need to be spending that time with my family and just focusing on them and not scattering my energy all over the place. So I don't think anyone's going to die from me (laughs) not sending out my goofy stories and real life quickies and all those things that I've come up with. So I'm really excited to just take this time and hunker down and be with my family. And then in a couple of months when the summer's almost over, I'm going to pick this back up right where I left off and just really pour my life into it like I have been. But thank you all so much for just listening to my crazy stuff. And it's not over. It's just taking a little break so that I can really be present with my family 
and um, you know, something's got to give. And I really know that this is such an important time for me to be with my son right before he goes off. I mean, we found out that he only gets five weeks off a year for the next five years for football. So it's just made me really realize that this time is so precious and I need my energy to be really focused on my family and my husband and just all that good stuff and really aligning myself with what's important with my values. So I encourage you to do the same thing in your life. I mean, sometimes when you get sick a lot, when you're stressed a lot, when you're trying to figure out what's going wrong, I got really, really quiet today, did a lot of journaling and realized that this is the one thing that probably just needs to take a little hiatus for a minute so I can really pour my focus into what's important in my life. And I know if you're a mom or even if you're not, you'll understand what I mean by that. So have a great summer and I can't wait to see what my summer turns out to be. It's going to be amazing. And I just really want to be present for all of it. So thank you all for being here. I do have an amazing episode coming up about people pleasing and that is part of why um, I'm practicing what I preach. I'm walking the talk and I'm doing what I say and I'm going to stop my people pleasing and do what's right for me for now. And then I can't wait to pick it back up in a couple of months and see what happens. So I'm really excited about the future of it. But for now, I'm going to take a little break. So if you don't get your Monday and Thursday episodes, you'll understand why. And it's not forever. But thank you, thank you, thank you for everyone who has supported the podcast and engaged in all the fun stuff. And I can't wait to see what the future is. So I love you all. And here's the great episode that um, it's really fun. I talk about a failed engagement. I talk about my relationship with my husband and how dear and wonderful he is to me and, um, and my family and all that. So hope you have a wonderful summer and enjoy the episode. Love y'all. So favorite thing, number one, I just figured this out after 50 years on this earth. And I don't know why, maybe it's a little dangerous. So maybe that's why no one's taught me this, or I've never seen it anywhere on anything, but here's what I got. I have had a cold or a virus or whatever for a week and a half or so. And I've just been, my whole entire head is so full of snot and I'm trying, you know, I'm doing the neti pot and all the things. And I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast, but I take a bath every single night of my life, like for my whole life. I think I've done this unless, you know, I had a baby and I couldn't or whatever. It's my spa time. I love it. I like candles. I like everyone leaves me alone for a solid 15 to 30 minutes. It's amazing. But when I was sick last week, really sick, I wanted to get a steam shower. I just couldn't even think about sitting in a bathtub because I was running fever and blah, blah, blah. So anyway, I was like, but I love the ambiance of a bathtub every night. I love to turn all the lights off and put the candles on and just really relax. So here's my favorite thing. Number one, I was like, I need to wash my hair. I need to take a steam shower, but I want it to be very yummy. So how do I make it have the ambiance of a wonderful bath, but then also do what I got to do. 
So I took all my candles and I lined them all in the shower and I turned off the lights and I put on some beautiful music and I took a hot steam shower and it was so beautiful. It was like, I almost started crying. It was so pretty. And I thought, why have I never done this before? Like it's free. You stick some candles in a shower and make it beautiful. Like that's what this whole podcast is about. Make your life just by doing the tiniest little things every day, just, a, just an inch better and just a little bit more beautiful, a little more, more indulgent, a little bit more luxurious. I mean, why not? Why not use your teacups, use your fine China, use your um, crystal whenever you make yourself a cup of lemon water. Don't put it in one of those crappy Zoe's cups like I always do. Put it in your pretty crystal. I'm going to do that today. By golly, I'm all inspired now. Just try to find a little way of elevating your day for free. Just use your good stuff. Why not? What's the point in hanging on to it and saving it? For what? For when? Once a year at Thanksgiving? I mean, anyway, didn't mean to get off on a tangent on that one, but go put some candles in your shower and take a shower and you're welcome. You're going to thank me later. Yay. Juicy, juicy, juicy topic today, party people. It's a good one. Um, it's something that I have struggled with my whole life for 50 years, and I am just now, through the help of all this work I've been doing and some therapy, figuring out some crazy shit about myself that I, I'm just dying to share with y'all because I really feel like this might help you. Um, okay, I took that, I don't know if y'all have done this or not, but if you've ever taken the Enneagram test, I have mixed feelings about it. And let me tell you why. So basically an Enneagram is this chart that categorizes people by numbers. So it's one through nine and each number represents um, your most common mm, traits and characteristics about your personality and lifestyle and the way you react to things the way you are as a person. Um, I have mixed feelings about this. I do think that it's interesting to, to take the test and find out what this test thinks that you are predominantly like in your life. Um, so I'm an Enneagram nine, which they consider a people pleaser and, um, also a peacemaker. So, you know, those kind of go hand in hand. You're always trying to keep everybody happy. You're always trying to smooth the waters out and make sure everybody is where they need to be most of the time to the detriment of what you really want as a person. That's what an Enneagram 9 is to me. Now, I, I don't know. I kind of feel like we're all so complex and it's great and fine to take a test that gives you an idea of what you might be good at. And it is fascinating when you find out what everybody is. Like my husband is a two, that's a helper. So he's always trying to help people. Sometimes, you know, and, and, and also Enneagram goes like, if you're healthy, this is what you do. But if you're unhealthy, then this is what you do. So it'll tell you... Um, 
It's fascinating. I mean, there are books and books and books and podcasts made about it. It's, you know, look it up, E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M, the Enneagram. Um, My beef with it is that it kind of pigeonholes you into thinking that you are a certain way. Oh, I'm just a peacemaker, so I can't use my voice and I can't ever have an opinion. And if if I have an opinion or if I'm confident about something, then people won't like me because this is how I've always been and this is how I'll always be. Well, that's bullshit because we all grow and we change and we evolve. And just because that's the way you were when you were five or when you were 18 or even when you were 40 doesn't mean that's how you're going to be the rest of your life. So all that to being all that to say, I'm an Enneagram nine, according to all the tests. Um, so I'm a people pleaser. That's, that's a fact. I mean, that is a big old fact. I love for everybody to be happy. I love for everyone to just be calm and peaceful. I want to just keep the peace everywhere I go. I don't really care about sharing my opinion because I'd rather everyone just be happy and it be peaceful. That is how I've lived my whole life. I'm not going to change much. I mean, I have changed a little bit in the last few years, but or though ask my husband, he would say I've changed a lot. <laughs> Maybe not. But the point is that I am learning that when you say the word or the two words, people pleaser, you think, oh, you know, almost like a little bit of a martyr. Like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to fall on my sword for this, you know, deal. And I'm going to just make sure that everyone is happy. And if it's, you know, if it's at the cost of my happiness, then that's okay. Woe is me. A little bit, well, in my case, a lot of martyr comes out of that. And just, oh, well, they, they're not, you know, they're not listening, so I'll just I'll just do it all myself, and, and then it'll be done, and I'll be the martyr, and everyone will be happy because I fell on my sword for it, whatever. I'm working very hard on not being that way anymore because it causes a lot of resentment and a lot of baggage and a lot of bullshit, and I know that a lot of people say, oh, I'm just a people pleaser. I can't help it. This is just how I am. Well, I've been doing a lot of research and and also, you know, doing some therapy on it. And I'm realizing that people pleasing is not as selfless as I thought. People pleasing really is a manipulation of other people so that they will think highly of you. Or they will think that you agree with them so that they will be, they will like you and they will, you know, think positively about you or even revere you or, you know, put you on a pedestal or whatever. Um, it ain't that flattering if you think of it that way. Like that's kind of, and the more I thought about it, I was like, oh my gosh, I think I do that because I want people to like me and I want people to think I'm great and give me a gold star. So if I'm a people pleaser and if I'm always a peacemaker, then I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm making sure that everyone thinks that I am a certain way. Now, how the hell am I supposed to know what that way is? Everyone is different. 
And also, when you're trying to mind read people and you're thinking, okay, well, I'm going to, um, well, let me give you an example. Uh, Felicia from the school calls and asks you if you want to volunteer to be in charge of the carnival for this year's um, elementary school carnival in the spring. Okay. You hate carnivals. You hate children except your own. This is not my own experience, but I'm just giving you an example, right? Or maybe it's kind of my experience. I don't know. Um, You don't really like volunteering because you work full time. And the time that you do spend with your kids, you'd like to be quality time, not watching you scurry around and volunteer for things that you don't even get to see them at. But you're a people pleaser. So you're like, okay, Felicia, you know what, girl, I got you. I'll do this because it would be my honor. It would be my pleasure because I don't want to disappoint you at all. Now, is Felicia even your friend? Probably not. She's probably a girl you've seen three times. And you think in your mind, oh, I am making Felicia's year by helping her with this. Felicia probably don't give a shit about you. I got news for you. She signed up to volunteer to put you in this position, just like you're volunteering to do something that you don't like to do. So maybe there are a few people, and I know a few people who love volunteering for school activities, who are stay-at-home moms, who they really enjoy it. And I I think that is wonderful. And again, you got to do what you want to do and what makes you feel good. That is not something that this make-believe fictional character that I'm talking about who's a people pleaser enjoys doing. And so by hanging it all on, oh, I'm just a people pleaser, I got to do it. Well, what good is that doing for anybody? First of all, it's making you resentful because you think that you're helping somebody out, but really what happens the whole time? What happens? I'll tell you what happens to this make-believe person who is not me, but could be me. She's so pissed off that she has to do this thing that she doesn't want to do because in her body, as she's saying, yes, I'll help you, girl, she feels sick in her stomach because she knows it's not something that she really wants to do. But because she's like, oh, I'm a people pleaser. I am a peacemaker. I help everyone. That is the way I am. Thank you, Mr. Enneagram then that's what she does. And then you know what happens? All the nights that she's stuffing bags full of like popcorn or she's calling people and getting them to do things for the carnival that they don't want to do. Or she's out there sweating and like, I don't know, digging up cow shit behind the cows that she's gotten to be at the carnival. I don't know. I'm just totally making this up. (laughs) But the point is, The whole time she's inwardly seething and saying, ugh, why did I do this? This was so stupid. I knew I didn't want to do this. This is not even worth it. And then she's going to secretly hate Felicia. And then there becomes that whole thing. So all this to say, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. People pleasing is not, it's just bullshit is what it is, really. It's just trying to get people to like you. It is. It's a manipulation. And this has become glaringly obvious to me. 
I always thought that I was just this, you know, oh, I just don't really have an opinion. And I'm so, I'm so laid back. I'm so easy breezy. I'll do anything. But I'm discovering in my older age that now that I don't really give a shit so much about what everybody thinks about me <laughs> as much as I used to, that I do have some opinions. It's okay to have an opinion. It's okay to have a choice and a decision in what you do with your time and what you do with your life. That's okay, y'all. It's okay. And not only that, it's you're not any less of a person for having an opinion. And you're also not going to, everybody's not going to like you. That's just a fact. I mean, if everybody liked you, then you would be dead because really, come on. I mean, that's just impossible. Do you think everybody likes Oprah? Do you think everybody even likes Deepak Chopra? No, they don't. And all these, you know, all these things that I've always thought were so important in my mind about just being pleasing to everyone and making sure everybody likes me, even my husband, it's just like, it's just all like a big crock of shit. It's just, it, that's, that's all it is. I hate to say it. Here's what in, is very interesting and fascinating to me. If you think you're going to give people what they want by being submissive or by saying, okay, yeah, sure, I'd love to, you know, go do that volunteer thing for you, or I'd love to be in charge of something that you don't want to be in charge of. Or I'd love to take this job because it has a really good price tag on it and it'll make me a lot of money and it'll give me benefits, even though I'm inwardly dying every day when I go sit in that cubicle and punch numbers into a screen. I mean, if you think that you're giving people what they want by pleasing them, you're dead wrong. I mean, you're basically just trying to manipulate them into approving of you and liking what they say about you and getting a gold star from them. But how, at what cost? Is it, is it at the cost of you like losing your mind <laughs> and hating your life every day? I mean, that's not worth it, is it? No, totally not. And here's another thing. What people think about you is absolutely none of your fucking business. And it has taken me 50 years to figure this out. And I still struggle with it. I still think about it. But most of the time, people aren't even thinking about you. They really are just thinking about themselves. So think about that for a minute. Like all this time and energy that we waste on trying to help people or please people, not help people. Now, there's a big difference between if it's something that it's a hell yeah for, and you're like, yes, I would love to go do that carnival because I love farm animals, and I love cotton candy, and I love popcorn, and I love seeing all those babies' eyes light up when they go ride those rides, and that is my jam on this earth. Well, then, yes, girl, go for it, because that is what you're meant to be doing. And you know what is interesting? You can actually feel it in your body. I can feel it in my body. Like when I almost married that guy that I was engaged to. And every time I would be around him, my literally my skin would crawl. That is a feeling. That is a feeling in your body that you cannot ignore. 
Hey y'all, I got a great idea. Let's take people pleasing to the extreme. And let me tell you this fascinating story about the life of Amy Elkman, Amy Cohen Elkman. This was before I became Amy Elkman. So I graduated from college and I didn't have a job. And I had a a general business administration with an option in pre-law, but I decided, you know what? I don't think, I don't think I'm a lawyer. And I really did not do well on the LSAT. So there was that. But so I decided not to go to law school. I decided to get a real job. And my dad said to me, okay, here you have two options. Sorry, daddy, but this is what he said. You can either go to law school or you can go work for State Farm Insurance because my dad is a State Farm agent. And God bless his soul. That's what he told me to do. And I'm 21 years old. And I said, all right, well, I don't want to go to law school. So I guess I need to go work for State Farm. So I got a job working for State Farm in this tiny little town in Louisiana. And I was so excited. I had benefits. I think I was making like $30,000 a year. I got a little apartment by myself. I did not know one soul in the town that I had to move to to take this job, but that was okay. And I was so excited. The day after I moved to this tiny town, I met a guy in the parking lot of the grocery store and super nice guy, really funny. And he was like, hey, we should go out one time. That'd be great. I can show you around. He lived in this small town. Great. We hit it off. He's so funny. We, you know, I mean, he's like the life of the party. It's just, a, you know, an all around good time Sally guy. <laughs> Is that a word? Good time Sally guy? No, I don't think so. Anyway, we had um, a great time. We dated for about a year Now, I am 22 years old at this point. I don't know my head from a hole in the wall. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Right now, I'm an underwriter. I sit in a cubicle from 8 to 4.30 every day, and I get a 30-minute lunch break with bells to remind you when to be back at your seat. I mean, it was that kind of job. Not what everyone dreams about when they're sitting in their room at, you know, five years old and dreaming about what they're going to do with their lives. And of course, I thought I was either going to be a Walmart checkout girl because I loved to push the buttons, or I was going to be a ballerina. And I'm neither of those, but that's okay because I'm super happy with the way things have turned out. (laughs) Anyway, the point is I'm dating this person and he's a super nice guy. We have a very tumultuous relationship not the healthiest relationship in the world, a lot of raised voices, a lot of drama. But you know, I'm 21, 22. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I should just be dating. And then he asked me to marry him. And I'm like, well, if I say no, he'll be so mad at me. And I don't really know what else I'm doing with my life. So all my friends seem to be getting engaged. I mean, that sounds like fun. Okay, sure. So people pleaser that I am, I was like, okay, yeah, sure. Let's get married. Sounds sounds good. I mean, really? What a dipshit. And then we went on to plan a wedding, scratch that wedding, plan a different wedding, scratch that plan a huge wedding where where I have like 10 bridesmaids and then 
then I decided not to do that. And then we decided to have a small wedding and then not have anyone. So then I had to call the bridesmaids and tell them, sorry, you're not even invited to the wedding anymore. It's going to be family. I mean, it was just a hot mess. It was just, there were red flags everywhere you looked. There was not one good flag, I don't think. But again, I'm young and I'm on my own for the first time. It just seemed like the thing to do. And finally, um, six weeks before the wedding, I woke up and I was like, girl, time to grow up, time to stop just saying yes to everything just because you think that's what people expect of you. Time to figure out what the hell you want to do with your life. So I'm proud to say that at the ripe old age of 23, I took the matter into my own hands and I told him I didn't think we should get married. And that was that. And, you know, he was a champ about it. I gave him the ring back. I think he went on a few weeks later to meet the girl he would marry. And I think they got divorced. But anyway, I don't even know. I'm not really even sure how that played out. But for me, it was the right move. And it was just called, wake up. What do you want? Stop waiting for people to tell you what to do with your life and what what you should do. And I still fall back on this all the time. I feel so sorry for my husband. I, I went on to marry an amazing guy and we have the a wonderful, very normal relationship. So it's I'm not going to say it's flowers and rainbows all the time, but the majority of the time it is. And he is the most fascinating human you've ever met in your life, which just brings me all the levels of joy and wonder and everything I could ever want in a partner. He's also the most, oh, I can't believe I'm going to cry. He is amazing. Oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? Anyway, um, I love him so much. And we have been married for 23 years. Holy shit. And together for 25. So half my life I've been with this guy. And it's so good because if you can get choked up just talking about it like this, that means it's a good one, right? Anyway, he's awesome. But I still catch myself all the time deferring to him. And he's got this really strong, awesome personality. And he also is very, very strong-willed. And so a lot of the time I'll be like, oh, you just pick, pick what, pick, pick what you want me to eat for dinner or, you know, and that's not fair either. Because you know what you're doing when you're people pleasing, you're putting all the pressure on that other person to make you happy. It's not fair. It's just not fair. So think about that the next time you're like, oh, I'm a people pleaser. And you know what? It's not your fault. Something probably happened to you when you were really little that made you this way. I mean, it could be that you weren't feeling safe in your home and you felt like the only way to be safe because you didn't have a choice, you had to live there, is to, you know, be accommodating or to be pleasing or to be sweet or just to, you know, just always be smoothing everything out. Um, 
it it's all tied up in shame. Brene Brown talks about this in all her books. Um, you know, maybe you maybe it was too hard to be who you honestly were in high school. And so you just wanted to fit in. You didn't want to be that different. So you just let it go and you just became a people pleaser because of that. And you just do what everyone says for you to do because it's just too hard to be who you really are. But you're not being honest with yourself. And this is something that I've learned in my 50 years on this earth. It always comes back to bite you in the ass. It's always when you least expect it. It's like you go along and you live along all this time and you're pleasing, pleasing, pleasing everyone, everyone, everyone. And then all of a sudden you have a nervous breakdown or you um, hear a song on the radio and you can't stop crying or you get so pissed off at somebody that is not proportionate to what really just happened. It's, it, it just gets triggered in the weirdest ways and it's so unhealthy. So... I don't know. I feel like there's two reasons why you do anything in your life. I think you either do it out of fear or you do it out of love. And when you're people pleasing, you are living out of fear. You are fearful that they won't like you, that they won't approve of you, that they won't be your friend, that they won't give you a gold star, that they won't think you're the best. And that's just all wrapped up in fear and shame that you're a bad person, that you can't just be yourself. And that's bullshit too, man. We can all, we all are on this earth to be ourselves. We are all a ray off of that sunshine. And that's all you can be. And you're not, you know, you're not condemning anyone by being yourself. Now, if you're really obnoxious and, you know, nasty in your convictions, that's one thing. But I'm just talking about standing your ground. And just standing up for what you want to do instead of what you think everybody else wants you to do. Um, I'm working on this myself, like big time. I, and every day is a new, it's actually been, I'm making it kind of a game. <laughs> like, um, you know, with all my relationships, with my kids, with my friends. You know, I, I had a, a situation where I could go on this trip Um with some friends and I just could, I couldn't wrap my head around it. And normally I would have said, okay, sure, I'll go, you know, whatever. And I ended up saying, no, thank you. And you don't even have to give an excuse. You just have to say, no, thank you. I can't make it this time. And that's it. It does not have to be, you know, because most people don't even really care so much. Honestly, I hate to tell you this, but most people are just worried about themselves. They're worried about their life and how this, maybe how this affects their life, but they're really not going to not want to be around you because you let them down and you can't volunteer for that thing or you don't go along with them and their conviction about something. Um, I'll tell you what, it's doing for me, and I've just been working on this recently, but it is making my relationships with everyone stronger and deeper and less fragile because now people really know where I'm coming from instead of where they think I'm coming from or instead of that. I mean, I've had people tell me that, oh, don't ask Amy because she'll just tell you what you want to hear. 
I've had a friend say that to me jokingly. And I was like, well, shit, that's horrible. I don't want people to think they can't trust my opinion or that they can't believe in what I have, what I'm saying, because I just, I'm so eager to make everyone feel good and be happy. So I really am working on this in my life. And if you're a people pleaser, you know who you are. And I encourage you just to try every day before you make a decision or before you say yes to that volunteer opportunity or, or decide what you're going to eat at dinner. <laughs> really think about, what do I want? Think about that. And it is so uncomfortable to ask yourself what you want when you've spent your whole life not even giving that any attention. It is so uncomfortable. I have to spend so much time. That's where meditation helps, just quieting your mind, quieting it all down and thinking about what do I really want? What are my values? What are my morals? What's important to me? And make that list and then defer back to it. And another thing you can do is when you feel like someone has said something to you that's negative and you're trying to figure out why why that is or or you're or you're catching yourself trying to come back with whatever you think they want to hear turn that microscope back on them usually it's or anything anyone has to say to you is a reflection of what, how they feel it's not how you've made them feel i mean think about when you know and this hap- i did this and this was done to me so i'm totally to blame for this but Like when you say to a kid, oh, give me a hug or you're going to hurt my feelings or give me a kiss or you're going to make mommy cry. I mean, that's like the the oldest shame trick in the book. A three-year-old cannot hurt your feelings and a three-year-old cannot make you cry. They can't. They just can't. But we jokingly do this, teasingly, like just being cute and we're really kind of fucking those kids up. <laughs> so maybe I've, I've thought about that now that I've, <laughs> that I've done that my whole life, I'm sure to all three of my kids, but I hope, I hope their therapy sessions aren't centered around that, but who knows? But the bottom line is think about what you really want and then be okay with that. And then be okay with letting people know that when you have to. And that's it. It's very simple. People pleasing is bullshit. And I'm done with it. And I hope I can encourage you to be done with it. Because it's just going to make your life so much richer and deeper. And I think it'll help you. So now, of course, my dogs are going batshit crazy because I've locked them outside because they were making too much noise earlier. So I've got to go please my, forget people pleasing. How about dog pleasing? Let me go please some dogs and take them on their four mile walk that they are completely ungrateful for. See, that's people pleasing (laughs) or dog pleasing. (laughs) No, they need exercise. It's not their fault. Man, you want to talk about, just watch how a dog reacts to squirrels. (laughs) I mean, really, they don't give a shit. They're not pleasing anybody. They're going for what they want and they're going hard and they're going fast. And if they take your arm off with the leash, they don't really give a shit. That squirrel is going to get caught. (laughs) 
I don't even know if that had anything to do with this, but I just thought about that. Okay, I hope you have a beautiful day, and I hope you please let me know what you think about this. DM me if you want to talk about this, because I got a lot to say about it, obviously. And I can't wait to talk to y'all next time and have a wonderful day. And don't forget to join the Ace Your Life Facebook group and go check me out on all the social medias. DM me if you want to talk about any of this. I would love to. All right. Love y'all. Bye.